Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. With the internet's best converting checkout, 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms, Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers. In fact, Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash podcast free. All lowercase, shopify.com slash podcast free, shopify.com slash podcast free. Good Thursday morning, a fiery Republican debate in Miami. Without the overwhelming frontrunner, it is November 9th. This is today. Gloves off. Leave my daughter out of your voice. Things get personal as five Republican hopefuls take aim at the issues and each other. Do you want a leader from a different generation who's going to put this country first? Or do you want Dick Cheney in three-inch heels? All right, Mr. In which case, we've got two of them on stage tonight. The night's hot-button topics, the war overseas, and the battle over abortion here at home. I think they're at a debate tonight. Nobody's talking about it. The far and away frontrunner, absent, holding a rally down the road. We'll break it all down. Breaking overnight, retaliation. American warplanes carry out new airstrikes inside Syria bombing a facility used by Iran in response to growing attacks against U.S. forces, the very latest in a live report from the White House. Lights, camera, action. Actors and studios finally reach an agreement to end the historic strike that's paralyzed Hollywood for months. Just ahead, the details behind the deal and what it means for the return of your favorite shows and movies. New Hope. The drug just approved by the FDA showing even more promise than the wildly popular Ozempic. It's incredibly effective for almost everyone. How much will it cost and how soon could you get it? We'll have everything you need to know. Those stories plus buckle up. The holiday travel season set to be the biggest in years. With Thanksgiving just two short weeks away, will the airports and the airlines be ready? We'll ask the CEO of Delta when he joins us live in studio. And country's big night. The stars step out in Nashville at the CMA Awards. The history from Luke Combs and Tracy Chapman, 35 years in the making. And the tribute to an icon that had everyone singing along. Today, Thursday, November 9th, 2023. From NBC News, this is Today with Savannah Guthrie and Hoda Cuppy. Live from Studio 1A in Rockefeller Plaza. Hi, everybody. Good morning. Welcome to today. Good to have you along with us on a Thursday morning. Looks like a fun night. Maybe that's where Hoda is. She was at the well, CMA last night. Uh, you know what? I wouldn't be surprised because it was quite the evening. And that tribute that they did for the late legendary Jimmy Buffett, that was extra special. So we're going to have all the highlights and the winners coming up. All right, we'll get to that. But first, our top story, a heated Republican debate. Five candidates minus Donald Trump clashing in Miami over foreign policy, abortion access, and there were some pretty personal attacks, too. As for the frontrunner himself, the former president was about 15 miles down the road rallying his supporters in a bid to upstage his rivals. We've got all the highlights. We'll start with NBC senior national correspondent Tom Yamas, who was in the room for the face-off. Tom, good morning. Hey, Savannah and Craig, good morning to you guys. We saw a side to former Ambassador Nikki Haley that many voters likely have never seen. What happens when someone crosses the line? Both her wardrobe and even her daughter dragged into last night's debate. And as you're about to see, she had enough. 
though most of last night was policy driven with candidates given ample time to share their views on the issues. It only took a few minutes for it to get heated and nasty. Overnight in Miami, five Republican presidential candidates facing off in a contentious and sometimes personal political debate. She doesn't answer so this the is what I will tell you. Battling for attention in the Republican Party with former President Donald Trump, the clear frontrunner who was holding a rally in the same county. He owes it to you to be on this stage. The candidates were pressed on foreign policy and how they would address the Israel-Hamas war with Israel's prime minister. I would be telling Bibi, finish the job once and for all with these butchers, Hamas. The first thing I said to him when it happened was I said, finish them, finish them. But personal clashes took center stage, particularly between Vivek Ramaswamy and Nikki Haley, including a debate over TikTok. In the last debate, she made fun of me for actually joining TikTok while her own daughter was actually using the app for a long time. So you might want to take care of your family first. Leave my daughter out of your voice. Adult daughter. You have her supporters crapping her up. That's fine. Here's the truth. You're just the easy answer. Ramaswamy also accusing Haley of profiting off her old job as UN ambassador. Do you want a leader from a different generation who's going to put this country first? Or do you want Dick Cheney in three-inch heels? They're five-inch heels, and I don't wear them unless you can run in them. Is I wear heels. They're not for a fashion statement. They're for ammunition. He called you Dick Cheney in three-inch heels. Do you think that was sexist? I don't even give him the time of day. He has proven that he is just not worthy of being president of the United States. Haley has been rising in the polls, but former Florida Governor Ron DeSantis is also hoping for a boost, though he trails the former president significantly. DeSantis blaming Trump for the GOP's poor performance in state elections on Tuesday. He said Republicans were going to get tired of winning. Well, we saw last night, I'm sick of Republicans losing. The candidates also sparring over a coherent message on the abortion issue that helped power Democrats to victories in the midterms and this week. I would certainly, as president of the United States, have a 15-week national limit. No Republican president can ban abortions any more than a Democrat president can ban these state laws. So let's find consensus. This is an issue that should be decided in each state. And in one of the more stunning moments of the night, candidate Vivek Ramaswamy seemed to call the president of Ukraine a Nazi. The only problem is Vladimir Zelensky is Jewish and lost relatives in the Holocaust. The Ramaswamy campaign is saying that is not what he meant, that he was misunderstood on stage. We also want to mention this, that 12 miles from here in Hialeah, the former president held a rally in front of a very energetic crowd. The mayor of Hialeah saying he intends to name an avenue after former President Trump in a city that is nearly entirely Hispanic. Guys, back to you. All right, Tom, thank you. And the big question in the wake of that debate, did anybody break through enough to seriously challenge Donald Trump's sizable lead in the polls? Let's turn to NBC's senior Washington correspondent, Hallie Jackson. She's in Miami, too. So, Hallie, let's talk about it. We see these five candidates. They're talking the fine points of foreign policy, different policy issues. Is it kind of irrelevant in the sense of they're all in a a very distant second place here? That was the biggest question going into the night, Savannah. Would anything that happened over the course of those two hours on the debate stage change up the dynamics enough to try to cut into former President Trump's lead? Because as you note, he is crushing in these polls in some of these key early states. And here's the thing. Listen, we'll see what voters say over the course of the next couple of weeks as more polls come out. But none of the candidates really took an opportunity to go after former President Trump on issues of foreign policy, where there was certainly an opening for that. We heard a little bit about Donald Trump in the beginning of the night, a little bit in the end of the night, a little 
little bit throughout the course of the debate, but not in any kind of forceful or significant way. I think it was interesting going into the evening. There was an expectation that perhaps you may see Nikki Haley, who's surging in Iowa, and Ron DeSantis, who's also basically tied in second place, according to our most recent numbers, go after it a little bit. But as you and Tom just talked about, the spiciest moments were not between the two of them. It was between Nikki Haley and Vivek Ramaswamy. So some interesting opportunities here, but also some missed opportunities. We'll see how it shakes out as we get into the field in Iowa, Savannah. Well, let's talk policy a bit, because the political world was certainly holding its breath to see how these Republican candidates might talk about the issue of abortion, especially considering the day before the reversals that Republicans had at the ballot box. Did you see any movement there? What did you notice? A bit of a nod to that, Savannah. And I think some of the most significant comments came from Governor DeSantis here when he talked specifically about the anti-abortion movement having been caught flat-footed in messaging over the course of the last year and a half or so since Roe versus Wade was overturned by the Supreme Court. That is something that I can tell you we've heard a lot about inside the Republican Party and from conservatives over the last 48 hours here since those election results rolled in. What does this mean for Republican messaging? Do they need a shift? You also heard a nod to this from Nikki Haley, of course, the former U.N. ambassador, who talked a little bit about the pragmatism of being able to pass anything in an extremely divided Congress here, looking at what is actually realistic here, Savannah. Well, speaking of being realistic, like just to get down to brass tacks, I mean, doesn't this have to get down to a one-on-one primary race to have any chance of defeating Donald Trump? I mean, he has more than 60 percent of the Republican primary vote right now, according to the most recent polls. If anything were to change, Savannah, it would have to be changing basically right now, right? Like we are 67 days away here from the Iowa caucus and Donald Trump, if he carries momentum from a big win from Iowa into New Hampshire and then the states that follow, it is going to be nearly impossible for any other candidate to catch up with him. Now, I spoke with Governor DeSantis, for example, in the spin room last night. He thinks there's still plenty of time to try to convince voters in Iowa that he should be an alternative here. But let me tell you, if you are getting 2016 deja vu vibes, you are not alone because this is what we saw when the former president ran the first time around. He held a commanding lead in the field, not even as commanding as where we are now. And it was nearly impossible. It it was impossible for any other candidate to catch up with him, Savannah. So I think if there is going to be movement, it would have to happen ASAP here for any of these other candidates on stage to try to take down Donald Trump. Savannah. Hallie Jackson in Miami. Hallie, thank you. Also this morning, we are learning more about new U.S. airstrikes in Syria carried out at President Biden's direction after dozens of attacks on American forces in that region. The target, a weapons storage facility used by Iran's Revolutionary Guard. NBC's senior White House correspondent Gabe Gutierrez has the latest on this. Gabe, good morning to you. Hey, Craig, good morning. The defense secretary says President Biden ordered the airstrike in response to a series of attacks against U.S. personnel in Iraq and Syria. Another senior defense official says the strike is intended to send a clear message to Iran that we hold it accountable. This morning, tensions escalating across the Middle East and the United States increasingly involved. Responding after U.S. bases have come under attack from Iranian-backed forces, two U.S. fighter jets conducted an airstrike on a weapons storage facility in eastern Syria that the Pentagon says was being used by Iran's Revolutionary Guard. It is the U.S.'s second retaliatory strike amid the ongoing Israel-Hamas war as concerns mount that Iranian-backed groups could widen the conflict. We have been very clear to countries in the region that we are incredibly keen on ensuring that this conflict does not spread. Since October 17th, the Pentagon says there have been about 41 attacks against bases housing American troops in Iraq and Syria, 
and Iran is continuing to use its influence in other countries to target the U.S. Just yesterday, off the coast of Yemen, a U.S. defense official says an unmanned U.S. Reaper surveillance drone was shot down by Iran-backed Houthi forces while in international airspace. The Houthi forces released this video and claimed the drone was carrying out hostile spying activities. While the war between Israel and Hamas rages, the United States aiming to contain the conflict. As for the latest airstrike in Syria, a senior U.S. military official could not say whether there were any casualties, but says the U.S. was certain no civilians were killed. The official also says there will be increased air patrols around U.S. bases to deter further attacks, Craig. Our senior White House correspondent, Gabe Gutierrez, for us there. Gabe, thank you. Well, in the meantime, as the Israel-Hamas war rages on, negotiations are intensifying for a pause in the fighting. The goal is to get more humanitarian aid into Gaza and more hostages still, still being held by Hamas to get them out. NBC's chief international correspondent, Keir Simmons, joins us from Tel Aviv. Keir, what is the latest on that? Savannah, there is intense fighting now around Gaza City. The Israelis talking about a 10-hour battle to try to gain a stronghold there. And I should note that the pictures we're seeing aren't filmed by NBC News. They come from either side. So militants inside Gaza releasing images of street to street fighting. Meanwhile, the Israeli Defense Force showing us images of their soldiers finding weapons and drones and blowing up more tunnels. The United Nations accusing now both sides of war crimes, underscoring the scale of the crisis. 50,000 Palestinians moving from northern Gaza uh, to the south. Meanwhile, in Janine, nine dead this morning from tensions there in the West Bank. Really strong tensions in the West Bank now. So we see this ongoing violence and then they're attempting hostage negotiations between the two sides with Qatar yeah. as the intermediary. Where does that stand? Well, it's clearly... Uh, very, very challenging, uh, very uh, tense. We're told uh, by a number of, of diplomats that a proposal on the table is for a humanitarian pause of up to three days and for up to 15 hostages uh, to be released. But overnight, uh, Israel's Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu uh, saying that there are rumours and saying again that there will not be a ceasefire. And Savannah, our own Raf Sanchez has just sat down with Israel's president. And the president saying to Raf, according to my knowledge up to now, there is no real substantial information that is showing any real offer of any process on the table. I think the key word there, Savannah, is substantial. No substantial offer. Mm. All right. With the breaking news there, Keir Simmons, thank you very much. Now to that breaking news from Hollywood overnight. The Actors Union reaching a tentative deal with studios and streamers to end that historic strike that shut down production across the industry since mid-July. NBC's entertainment correspondent Chloe Malas is here with details and what it could mean for our favorite shows and movies. Chloe, good morning. Good morning, Craig. As of 12.01 this morning, the strike has officially ended. The SAG after negotiating committee approving an agreement with the AMPTP clearing the way for more than 150,000 film and television actors to get back on set. Fran Drescher, the president of the Actors Union, thanking members for hanging in and holding out for so long. It's a huge day for Hollywood, which has been shut down for months. This morning, Hollywood actors can finally get back to work after an unprecedented 118 days on the picket lines. The Actors Union announcing late Wednesday that it approved a tentative agreement with the AMPTP, which represents studios and streamers, including NBC News' parent company Comcast. Actors at a movie premiere Wednesday night were thrilled. 
The strike is over. That's amazing. You're joking. <laughs> yeah. Don't tell me that now. Let's go. <laughs> Other actors taking to social media to share their excitement, including Octavia Spencer, who posted, Who else is dancing right now? And actor Kate Walsh, who wrote, I am in teary awe of my fellow actors and sister unions who fought with all they had. It is a very big deal, and we are very excited about it. The valuation of this deal comes in at a little bit more than a billion dollars over the term of the agreement. The AMPTP says that this deal represents a new paradigm, including the largest increase in minimum wages in 40 years, a new residual compensation structure for streaming programs, and extensive consent and compensation protections in the use of artificial intelligence. This announcement comes after months of meetings between the union and studios. Fran Drescher, the president of SAG-AFTRA, reflecting on the tense negotiations in an interview with NBC News last month. It's being driven by people and people that are driven by greed. The fallout from the longest actor strike in history has been far-reaching. The work stoppage not only hurting actors, but industries like transportation and craft services. The halt in productions has cost California's economy billions of dollars. After more than 13 weeks, the Hollywood ending so many have been hoping for. Now, this tentative deal will go to the SAG-AFTRA National Board for a vote tomorrow. Its negotiating committee said that they've made great improvements, especially relating to the use of artificial intelligence. Actors now have rights of informed consent and compensation when it comes to digital replicas of their image. And if a performer is deceased, consent now has to be obtained from their estate or a personal representative. And we know that that AI specifically had yeah. been a very, very major sticking point with these negotiations over the last few months. Well, it's good that all these folks are getting back to work. I know. So. Just in time for the holidays. Thank yeah. you, Chloe. Thank Let you. us get our first check of the weather. Mr. Roker. Hey, guys. Good morning and good morning to you. Thanks for joining us. We've got a lot of heavy rain coming up. Moisture coming up, streaming up from, from Mexico, and that's going to bring heavy rain into Texas and parts of the Mississippi River Valley, upwards of one to three inches of rain. We're going to be watching that. And we need that rain. Some of these one-inch zones also coincide with some really hard-hit drought areas. It has been a very difficult year drought-wise. Uh, in fact, it's a worsening drought this year. We're looking at only 77% of precipitation for Omaha, f- less than 50% New Orleans, 50% in Phoenix. But there is a bright spot. There's big drought recovery in California of wet and snowy 2023 from California to the Rockies plus tropical weather. And And look at this. So the drought a year ago in California, 43% of the state was in extreme drought. Well, guess what? Now, for the first time in over three years, no drought in the state of California. So there is a little bit of a soggy but silver lining for our friends out west. And that is your latest weather, guys. All right. Thanks, buddy. Coming up, the new drug for weight loss just approved by the FDA that might be the most promising yet. How it works who stands to benefit, and what it could mean for an already booming industry. All right, and then the race to get ready for the busy holiday travel season. Thanksgiving is just two weeks away. Public service announcement. The CEO of Delta is with us exclusively this morning. We'll find out what his airline is doing to prepare for potential record crowds. But first, on a Thursday morning, this is Today on NBC.
Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. With the internet's best converting checkout, 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms, Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers. In fact, Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash podcast free. All lowercase, shopify.com slash podcast free. Shopify.com slash podcast free. Alpha One Niner, commence Wi-Fi device checklist. Laptops on. TVs streaming. Game console console. Smart thermostat set for cuddle time. Doorbell camera. Oh, my package is here. Fast, reliable, able to power tons of devices inside your home at once. All systems go. You are clear for takeoff. This is Xfinity Internet. Wi-Fi built to wow. And watch the short film The Aviators now playing at Xfinity.com. Restrictions apply. Actual speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Well, is she pretty? She needs a little glow up, perhaps. And that's the 2023 Rockefeller Center Christmas tree wrapped up and ready to go. It's going to get cut down in upstate New York this morning. That's the next step in its journey tomorrow. And today, we will bring you the story behind this year's selection before it arrives over the weekend. I can't believe Thanksgiving is it's, two weeks it's away. Happening. It's happening. Good looking tree. the calendar, too, but, you know, it's just time is just flying. Thanksgiving, yeah, Christmas, New Year. Mm-hmm. Uh, meanwhile, Hoda's off. Chanel's joining us now. First up this half hour. A promising breakthrough in the world of weight loss. Yes, a new drug will soon be hitting the market after the FDA approved Eli Lilly's ZepBound yesterday. Some analysts predicting it's destined to become the most popular drug ever sold. Okay, we got everything you need to know. We'll start this morning with NBC's Stephanie Gosk on the news. Stephanie, good morning. Hey guys, good morning. You know, the revolution in weight loss treatment has already changed lives and given hope to the one in three Americans who are overweight. Now the FDA has approved a new drug for obesity and it could end up being more effective than anything else on the market, including Wagovia and Ozempic. It's called ZepBound, made by Eli Lilly to treat obesity, the latest in a revolutionary class of weight loss drugs to get FDA approval, and it could be available to patients within weeks. We're all extremely excited in the obesity community because it will be the most effective medication on the market. In a phase three clinical trial, obese patients taking ZepBound lost about a quarter of their body weight over 72 weeks. That's about 52 pounds, with many only experiencing minor gastrointestinal side effects. I hope that uh, as it becomes available and and, uh, used, um, patients will will see the same benefits uh, out there in in the real world that uh, we saw in our clinical trials. It works by mimicking two hormones, one that helps curb appetite and reduce how much someone eats, and another which works to improve how the body breaks down sugar and fat. The medication called terzepatide is already being sold as diabetes drug Monjaro. 30-year-old Alexis Mitchell's doctor prescribed Monjaro off-label after a health scare last year. She's lost 125 pounds so far. When you started taking Monjaro, um, how quickly did the weight come off? Immediately. Within, I, I started the medication on a Friday. I got on the scale on Sunday. I was down five pounds. Mitchell says she had to fight to get insurance coverage, despite a history of diabetes in her family. The price tag, over $1,000 a month. ZepBound will be equally expensive and not covered by all insurance plans. Earlier this year, I visited Eli Lilly headquarters in Indiana and spoke with the company's chief scientific officer. There are analysts who say it'll be the most lucrative drug ever made. Hyperbole? 
Probably. What we try and focus on is, are we making medicines that treat a, a deep unmet medical need? And we think obesity and uh, uh, type 2 diabetes certainly are those, those large unmet medical needs. So when it comes to the insurance right now, Medicare does not cover obesity medications. There is legislation with bipartisan support proposed to change that, but it is stuck in Congress. If it passes, most other insurance companies would have a hard time denying coverage. You know, doctors say medications like these are necessary to prevent patients from having far more serious and expensive conditions caused by obesity. Guys, Stephanie, thank you. We want to turn to gastroenterologist Dr. Roshni Raj. Dr. Raj, good morning. So, good morning. It, so, this is similar to something that's already on the market. So, what's the innovation here? What's different? Well, it's a little bit of a different ingredient. And just like the other weight loss injectables, this started as a diabetes drug. Now it's being approved for people who are obese or who are overweight with one or more weight related conditions. Uh, what's different about it is it not only mimics the hormone GLP 1, it also mimics another hormone called GIP. So, you're kind of getting a double whammy effect on appetite control, which is, of course, regulated by the brain. It also has some effects on insulin and so blood sugar metabolism and fat metabolism as well. So the studies did show it had actually a little bit of an increased efficacy compared to the uh, prior injectables. So that's always good news. I mean, it it seems like every few months now we're talking about some some brand new weight loss drug. But the reality is these drugs are expensive. Mm, And for the most part, I think they're all injectable at this point. That's right. Is, Is that going to change? soon? Will the, will the costs come down and will we, be, will, we be, will we be able to take it in pill form? Both of those, yes. So absolutely, when we have more comp- competitors in the market, and now this is a new competitor, you see the cost coming down. So that's one reason why this is good news today. And oral medications are definitely being worked on by both of the major drug companies. Probably we're going to see that coming out next year. Um, but I still want to point out that these are still not magic pills. There are side effects, and we know for this new one as well, we have those gastrointestinal intestinal side effects, things like nausea, diarrhea, constipation. With the injectables, you might even get a reaction around the site itself. Of course, with the oral pills, you don't have to worry about the injections, and that's going to really make it accessible to a lot of people who just don't want to take injections. We assume that it'll also be a lot cheaper. Is it something that you would have to take for life, or once you stop, you would gain the weight right back? Yeah, unfortunately, it looks like these are going to be chronic medications. Mm. So much like if you have high blood pressure or high cholesterol, you can't just stop and think that the disease is sort of cured. And that's part of the issue here is we don't don't really know some of the long, long-term effects of taking these medications. We know for this new one, there's potentially an increased risk of a very rare kind of thyroid cancer. It can cause issues in your pancreas and gallbladder. So mm. there's no such thing as a free lunch. And we want to remind people that it was approved for specific people, people who are obese or overweight with a weight-related condition. This is not for the person who wants to lose a few pounds before their wedding. You know, there are downsides to it as well. Have there been long-term studies? I mean, these, some of these drugs are diabetes drugs that have been around for a long time. Have yes. there been long-term studies on there have been some on those, yeah. but not in this, these populations, people who don't have diabetes. Okay. Really yeah. quickly, the, the Eli, as I understand it, Eli already has a drug called Manjaro. Correct. How is this one different from, from, from that weight loss drug? So this is basically the same exact drug, okay. but using different dosages for obesity. Mm. Thank you, Dr. Rock. Thank you. All right. Coming up, Taylor Swift, just hours away from resuming her record-shattering heiress tour, the growing excitement, and will Travis Kelsey <laughs> make the long trip to join her in Argentina? <laughs> Will he fly Delta? <laughs> Sitting down with Delta CEO Ed Bastian. For, well, I couldn't resist that segment. We're going to get his perspective on the current state of the airline industry, what travelers need to know about this busy holiday season right after this. 
Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. With the internet's best converting checkout, 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms, Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers. In fact, Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash podcast free. All lowercase, shopify.com slash podcast free. Shopify.com slash podcast free. If you ever needed to be persuaded that bad things can happen anywhere, then take a journey with us. From compelling mysteries to in-depth investigations, our Dateline episodes are available as podcasts. Follow Dateline NBC now to get new episodes every Tuesday. To listen ad-free, subscribe to Dateline Premium on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or DatelinePremium.com. Great storytelling with a twist from the true crime original. Welcome back. With Thanksgiving just two weeks away, the holiday travel rush is getting underway. Last year saw record numbers. It's expected to be even busier this season. Delta telling NBC News this morning it expects more than six million passengers during just the Thanksgiving travel period, safety is also going to be top of mind, of course, too. After recent runway close calls, Congress is holding a high-profile hearing on that very issue today. So joining us to talk about all of it, Ed Bastian, the CEO of Delta Airlines. Good morning. It's good to have you right here. Thanks for having me, Savannah. Well, let's talk about it. Thanksgiving is kind of the, the popular but dreaded travel time. Yeah. You expect it to be busy. How are you preparing? Our goal is not to make it that dreaded, yes. to make it a, something that actually you don't worry about. Our people are ready. Uh, you know, going through COVID the last couple of years has taken us a while to make sure that the entire industry has the full resources and capabilities ready. At Delta, we're ready. Absolutely. We've hired 35,000 people over the last couple of years. They're trained. They're ready. We're running a great airline operationally top of the top of the industry. Uh, I'll give you a, a, an example. Yesterday, we operated over 5,000 flights, only had two cancellations the entire day, both due to weather and over 90 percent on time arrival. So we're ready in the next couple of weeks. We're expecting big crowds, but uh, I encourage everyone to get to the airport early, yeah. but we're going to be ready for you. What about air traffic control? As we keep hearing about the shortage, some of the issues, yeah. the traffic issues, is that still top of mind? That's still top of mind. That tends to happen more during the, the peak weather period. Mm-hmm. So when you have a thunderstorms up here in New York in the summer or some of the some of the the colder colder delays so it's not as much going to be an issue I don't think for the uh, for the coming holiday periods the weather forecast looks decent and uh, they're going to be ready too how about these runway close calls we've been hearing more and more about it the New York Times recently did an investigation said on average these close calls have been happening multiple times a week so of course we breathe a sigh of relief that there hasn't been a major incident but Congress is going to hold a hearing how concerned are you about this and what do you see this as the cause? Well, safety is our number one priority every day, every hour of every day. And I'm I'm really proud of our team, not just the Delta team, but the entire industry's team. It is the safest form of transportation in the world, the U.S. aviation system. Absolutely, we've had a lot of change, a lot of new people. Uh, the air traffic controllers have had some some new folks, so I think it warrants the continued review of our safety management system. Do you systems. think that's why maybe there has been this more increasing incidents of there, these there's, kinds there's, of there's, calls? there's no question that you've had so many new people. They're close calls, but they're also they're they're not turning into you know, kind of the, the horrible you know, incidents that you've seen other other parts of the world. So from our standpoint, 
we work on this every single day. We don't talk about safety because safety is our priority. We don't want you to be concerned with it because we're concerned with it every every hour of the day. We have a, a unique vantage point as an industry leader. I always like to ask when I get a CEO in front of me about your view of the economy. Obviously, we've seen a GDP growth. Unemployment still remains low. Inflation is stubborn. Interest rates uh, are holding for now, but high. How do you see the state of the economy right now? You know, we've been asked that for the last two years. Uh, the consumer still continues to be relatively strong. A lot of strong. people thought we were headed to recession. Yeah, yeah. This has been one of the more predicted and forecasted recessions of our of our lifetime. And it, I don't see it happening. I, I see it potentially slowing down. There's no question with interest rates and some of the challenges. Fuel prices are are on the way back up again. You're going to see some some impact on consumers. In our, our sector, the experience economy, it's going very well. And you just have to look at the restaurants. You have to look at the airports. You're going to look at the holiday travel season. People are out there investing in themselves, maybe not buying as many things, but in buying things that they can actually enjoy and share for the future. Unfortunately, we're on the eve of potentially another government shutdown. If you got the ears of Congress today, what would you tell lawmakers about this? Oh, I, you know, we, we continue to encourage them to make certain they're putting the American public first. And uh, reaching resolution is more important than any one political point. How does a shutdown affect you and affect the economy? Well, we'll we'll continue to operate. Uh, you know, the aviation system are considered to be frontline workers, and they would be working during air traffic control and others during any kind of shutdown period. But so we'll continue to operate no matter what happens there. But we certainly encourage our leaders to to show leadership and uh, get through this for I, all of us. I have to ask you about you know United Airlines, your competitor rolled out a new seating how you a boarding plan they call it Wilma window passengers first I don't know how it's going what do you think of Wilma would Delta do something similar we have tried every which way to uh, to board customers I'll, I'll, I'll be honest with you we have found that actually just just boarding people and getting people moving through the plane is the fastest <laughs> but you know because every time you add another feature it, it gets more complicated. So if they if they uh, they if they crack that nut better, we'll we'll certainly copy them. But uh, I don't have any uh, I don't have any view on that. All right. Thank you so much, Delta CEO Ed Bastard. Nice to have you right here. Thank you. So Thank much. you. And let's send it over to Al. You might try Fred uh, rear exit door. <laughs> Fred. Fred. I get it. Fred and Wilma. <laughs> it's it's Al. You know Al. Get it. Right? See, Ed liked it. Ed liked it. He's yeah. going to give me a biscoff right Al's after this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Thank you. All right. Let's show you what we got going on. Record highs, mid-Atlantic, a little snow up into northern New England, heavier rain developing down through Texas into the Mississippi River Valley. We've got a fire risk down through the southwest, some showers moving into the coastal Pacific Northwest. And that is your latest weather. All right, Mr. Roker, thank you. Um, The morning boost on the way. Also, folks, get ready to laugh. Comedian Matt Reif is is a social media sensation with millions of followers and billions of views, and he's got a new net. Netflix special that's coming out. So he's going to join us live as well. But first, these messages. Oh, we're back, 751. This is when we boost. Yes. Carson's here too. Hi, Carson. Hi, guys. This may not be Sunday night football, but one Alabama boy recently pulled off a play that could get attention of the pros. His grade school team was told by their coach, to run a sandlot play, which means pick any route you want. So, second grader Noah Wynn tried a trick play. This is called 
the electric eel. And his teammates at the Corpus Christi School of Global went along. The other team was confused with Noah flipping on the ground. The distraction works. No way. The runner scores. That's genius. And just like the pros, the boys celebrate with an end zone dance. The electric eel. That's genius. Uh, just wow. picture him like know. practicing that a few days wow. before. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yes, Everyone, somebody should try. Maybe I was going to say, could the Eagles do that? Everybody yeah. goes long yeah. way. Yeah. We'll see if the Raiders can. Yeah, we'll that. see if the Raiders will be lucky to pull that playoff. <laughs> 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 well, they could do it this Sunday because they're playing the Jets. Playing the Jets, you never know. On the non sauce Gardner side. Guys, coming up last night, all the results of the CMA Awards. Why before I pop started? 